who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah, unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to a very special episode of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and eric is not with me today we are schedules are bad everybody's sick all that fun stuff but we will be back soon with a new wrestling themed episode this is a special episode because it's not wrestling at all and it's something i just wanted to do for myself and it's a throwback for me and if you are listening to the show this is probably right in your wheelhouse of stuff you watched growing up like most of the stuff the topics of our show are if you're not following us on twitter guys please do or at ppw podcast positively processing podcast on soundcloud itunes stitcher wherever you get your favorite podcasts from i'm working on spotify because i just realized a couple weeks ago we're not on it so i'm going to add us to spotify as well if you want to support the show head to whatamaneuver.net pick up a t-shirt the positively processing podcast store helps go to keep server costs free for everyone and for me specifically who pays for that and if you want to send a long note DM on Twitter or just ppwpodcast at gmail.com. All right. So I mentioned it's a special show, which of course means we have a super special guest. Yeah. And <laughs> this is my friend. Uh, I, uh, the, graph, the official graphic designer. Well, not the official because Eric designed our logo and a few other things. But m- our guest today, Mike Siders uh, of Siders Creative, SDRS Creative, designed the PPW logo, the old school WWF logo that you've seen on Twitter and stuff. Mike, how's it going? Good. Cool. It's good to be in the PPW. The studio? Pot, yeah. Oh, it's the studio. You got talking in the mic, man. There you go. Oh, see? See how much little, clearer you sound now? A little closer. Yes, exactly. Okay. Don't leave staring around. So Mike and I uh, met in college, though we didn't go to the same college. We met uh, through a mutual friend who lived in the same dorm apartment complex area in Chicago. Yeah. And, and Mike was one of the first people I thought of when I wanted to do this this show i guess i should get to what the show is right yeah okay yeah okay so this is a retrospective look back as only the ppw podcast can at my favorite christmas movie of all time home Home alone home alone we say it together (laughs) Uh, we'll talk a lot about why is this so special to us i remember you and i talked a while ago and that's why i texted you i'm like is this your favorite movie yes it is i think when we watch we decide what Christmas movies we want to watch. Home Alone. We is, being your family. Or? Yeah. Oh, my, my, my wife. Okay. And my only friend, my wife. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we decide, you know, what's Christmas movies. And I always want to watch Home Alone first. Yeah. And growing up, my sister and I, we always had to watch Home Alone. So This, this is not going to be like a breakdown of the movie. Have you? Did yeah. you watch the uh, the movies that made us on Netflix about Home Alone? I did. Yeah, so and I, this see, is, I, w- I watched that before... I knew I was coming on this, and I try. I'm, I'm going and talking about this tonight. Pure, okay. As pure memories. So no, because uh, uh, there's so many theories out there of was Kevin really 
you know, or was Old Man Marley really uh, uh, all these weird... The South Bend Shovel Slayer? Yeah, or just, you know, you just have to... Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking about it like I did when I was... When you were a child until now. Six, seven, or eight. Okay. So. All right. We'll just get right started into this. Home Alone came out in 1990, uh, around Thanksgiving of 1990, pretty quickly rocketed to the top movie in America. And I remember... Siskel and Ebert hated this movie. Yeah. Like they two thumbs down it, destroyed. And and back in the day, Siskel and Ebert were the barometer. Yeah, for that's movies. It. You're done if they say it's bad. Two thumbs down. <laughs> and I also remember this was the very first movie I saw in the theater with my family. We mm. saw it. I think on Christmas night, we saw it because the hype was there, and it was me, my yeah. mom, and dad, and my older sister saw Home Alone. So in 1990, I'm six years old. You know, ready to roll. When when was the first time you saw this movie? Do you remember? Yeah. See, I was. I don't think that we saw it in the theater, but I remember because I would have been five when that came out. Yeah. So I feel like I would have been a. We were definitely a VHS mm-hmm. viewing of it. So, um, and I think my parents probably didn't want. And well, I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, my parents probably, as a five year old, didn't want me watching. Pranks, <laughs> Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Kevin McAllister, because he is a he's he starts off. One of the notes I have is Kevin's a jerk. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, you know what? But I think part of the reason why he is he definitely is a jerk. And I mm-hmm. think I look at it now. I saw this as a kid. I saw this as an adult, and then I saw this as an adult with children of my own. Yeah. When you're a kid seeing this movie, it's cathartic and mm-hmm. aspirational. If you are mad at your parents, yeah, because <laughs> you can. Kevin really gives it to his mom and yes. his mom takes the brunt of it. Yeah. I don't think his, his dad kind of, he's just kind of there walks away. Yeah. He's just kind of there. Kevin uses his fish hooks or. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. So the opening, so that's the first time you saw it, VHS rental. Yeah. And I remember after we saw it in the theater, of course we rented it a million times on VHS too. And eventually we bought it and owned it. Yeah. And this was a movie like this. Also, was almost a year-round movie in my house. We would watch it multiple. It wasn't just a Christmas time movie. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, you know what? The first, I think one of the first things in that movie is he he gets mad about uh-huh. is the um, not being able to watch the movie with the big kids. Yes. And I remember specifically on I think I was probably seven or eight at a family reunion with my cousins. I was the youngest kid at the reunion and they were allowed to watch dances with wolves and i was not allowed to watch dances with wolves with the rest of the cousins because i think there was some mild nudity okay and that's what i was told so maybe later. there was a maybe there was a butt yeah I, maybe so where did you have to go like where were you like I just, off to the side just i was had to hang out with the adults like the kid like yeah. the older cousins were watching it uh-huh so I was not allowed to watch it. But and even I, even older cousins, they're what, like junior high? Why would they want to watch Dances with Wolves? I think that was what was available. Uh-huh. This is, again, this goes back VHS days. Yeah. You know, it was probably like the 15, DV, or 15 um, tapes that were available. Yeah. So, but I was not allowed to watch Dances with Wolves. I never have wanted to watch Dances with Wolves, but I wasn't allowed to see it. So I instantly connected with Kevin. One of the things I remember from the trailer of this movie was when Kevin would say, they were at the end of the trailer of the movie out of context. They'd have Kevin saying, it's not even rated R. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. that. Yeah. So like that was one of the trailers. And I remember thinking in my head, like me and my friends would talk. I have weird memories that you keep. 
and we were like, that's, no, that's not in the movie. They added that in, yeah. but it's it's within the context of the movie. And I also remember some of the trailers they had. Uh, to the teen, tune of Jingle Bells, it was like Home Alone, Home Alone, get the <laughs> bad guys now. And like I remember that trailer yeah. a lot. It would just be them slipping on the micro machines, the bad guys, Harry and Marv, which we'll get into all the all the great characters in this movie. Yeah. We'll get into, uh, and we'll also as we talk say why this movie still holds up, even though it probably has no reason to hold up. Right. With with the concept of it and the characters and all this st- and right. all this stuff has no real reason to hold up, but it does. The opening shot with an incredible score of you know the right. the graphic of the house as a graphic designer. What do you think right. of that graphic? The you Home Alone logo. I think that was the phasing out of the animated intros too to movies. Mm-hmm. It's like slightly animated where it has the fades in under the house and the window yeah. turns on and off. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of interesting from a design perspective. You don't usually see that anymore, but um, but it, it kicks on and the house is just alive. Right, of the, it, fir- the outside shot of the house in Winnetka, Illinois. Right, and we—I I have been to that house. I have went and visited that house, and it's—it is cool to go see it. But it is also just like, it's a super fancy neighborhood. Winnetka is a super rich town yeah. too in in Illinois. Yeah, um, but yeah, it is kind of. But that intro is kind of like a combination of a uh, cartoon and. Mm-hmm. Reality, because there's a real moon in the background. Yeah, so it's kind that's of like right. a combination of. That's what that movie is. It's kind of like half cartoon, half. Um, it also could be like a horror movie intro too, with that score behind it. Yeah, yeah. But the opening scene comes, and we've got chaos in the house. Everyone's mm-hmm. getting ready to go to Paris, which to everyone always joke like now it's like a joke. Oh, what was Kevin McAllister's yeah. dad? How can you what's afford their, this? What's their mortgage like? <laughs> What's their mortgage like? But you know, he's flying fifteen people to Paris, which yeah. is crazy because his his brother lives there. Was it his brother? Yeah, yeah. Because Frank, Frank, and Peter are no. Frank oh. is Frank married his wife's sisters. His wife's sister. Oh, okay. So Uncle Frank is an in law. Yeah, he married into the family. You know what? And it was that's one. That's a hard. I think older as i've gotten older is realizing who all the family members are connected to i uh-huh. always thought kevin just had 20 cousins but he really has like five brothers and sisters yeah he's got buzz megan pete from pete and pete right yeah, and Vicky. one more the older girl the oldest girl yeah she doesn't matter no and uh, and then fuller's of course his cousin <laughs> <laughs> yeah the kids don't matter a lot so there's chaos everyone's getting ready to go um i just if i were ever to win the lottery like a yeah. billion, like the Powerball. Yeah. I'd go to that Winnetka house, like, name your price. <laughs> <laughs> and then every year, everyone would come. Yeah. We'd have Christmas there. And I would, even though, as we learned later, it, it was a set. I would want everything red and green in the house. I would want it restored back to the original. And everyone would come and we would have Christmas at my house every year. That'd be my dream thing to do. Yeah. That would. You could come. Yeah. I would, I would go there. You'd be there. I know they got rid of that circle driveway too. Mm-hmm. So they did. We'd have to. We could, we'd install that back. Yeah. We got to install that back. But again, what's the mortgage? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, then we also see our first shot of one of the wet bandits, Harry. That's right. And he's a cop, full a fake cop, as we later find out. And he keeps struggling. The running gag is. Are your parents here? Yeah. Do they live, do they live here? No. That's like a running gag. Right. And he's trying to get a hold of someone, basically to scout the house out to later break into it, which is an interesting little subplot because as the movie goes along, you're like, wow, these guys are evil. Like yeah. They're not just like doofus 
robbers. They're right. evil. Right. And uh, then there's a few things that happen throughout Kevin's. One of the weird jokes that I don't really get is Kevin has to pack his own suitcase. He goes, <gasps> pack right. my suitcase. The, like, why is that a big terror. deal? Do you, do you ever like, were you ever scared to pack your stuff as a kid? I think it just touches on the fact that you was, when you're like having to do stuff by yourself uh-huh. and your mom did everything for you. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. There's a time I, my mom always packed my suitcase. Yeah. You know, like, but, but before then he's, he jumps into his parents' bed and they're scrambling to pack. Right. And for what's funny is I relate a lot to this movie. In that sense, because we ever went on vacation, my mom was always last minute packing stuff, mm. driving my dad nuts. And the mom in this movie reminds me a lot of my actual mom. She yeah. has kind of like the off red hair and yeah. her personality a little bit because she's kind of like high strung, but she loves her family so much. And like, right. she reminds me a lot of my mom. And yeah. it's a kind of a funny little thing when I watch it. And again, the first joke of Kevin being a jerk is his dad coming in saying, uh, did you make ornaments out of my fish hooks? My new fish hooks? And right. Kevin's like, can't use worm guts all over them. Right. Uh, and then we go, this is, he ends up in Buzz's room and we yeah. see the first uh, South Bend Shovel Slayer with Buzz, his cousin, oh, and Kevin. Right. And uh, what were your thoughts as a kid? Were you scared of old man Marley? Yes. I think he, <laughs> he has the look of a man who, who would murder someone for a cup of soup <laughs> for a cup of soup. <laughs> he just, he, yeah, it's his eyes. And this is one of the things I, I am curious what you think about this. I know we're kind of jumping. Ahead, no, it's fine. We can do whatever you, we want. No rules. When you see old man Marley or when Kevin sees old man Marley, is he, is that how old man Marley actually is in real life? Or is he a figment of, Kevin's imagination, like yeah, when he throws, the creepiness when he throws his bloody hand on the counter. <laughs> yes, yes, in the, 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 the convenience really? store, and it's got a bandaid on. <laughs> like what? That's, no, that's like a Civil War bandage. Like <laughs> it is gross and bloody. Is that real, or is Kevin imagining that? Like, I think he did that, but it's it's emphasized. You know yeah. the thud. I'm gonna slam my table. So, and like that's kind of what it sounded like in but the movie. Why would he do that? You know, he might have just been putting his money down like a regular person. No, you can see under the, t- you can see it's a glass table. He has nothing in his hand <laughs> but that bloody bandage. That's why, I th- why did he? I think he just, he's an old man. He's, he's bracing himself. I'm cutting in line. <laughs> <laughs> he's bracing himself. Yeah. And I, go ahead. I, I, that's what I want to know. That's what I always think. I'm like, yeah. maybe now, we used to be terrified of him, but maybe was that just Kevin? Maybe in real, in actuality, he was going up and saying, hello. Mm-hmm. Right. And what about Buzz's room? It's the cool. As for people from Chicago, it's got a Michael Jordan cardboard cutout. Right. It's I got, was going yeah. to say, you see the stuff that he makes for the, the dance or yeah. the party scene. Yeah. You see the Michael Jordan cutout. Mm-hmm. And you see some of the other stuff he uses. But um, His tarantula. Yeah, he, had, he had the ultimate cool boy Nin- room. For the 90s. Yeah. yeah. We never really get to see Kevin's room. Which is interesting. Oh, I know, you know what? I never thought about that. Because Kevin ends up in the attic. Right. And then he ends up in his parents' room when right. when he's home alone. So it's kind of interesting. Does Kevin even have a room? No, hmm. I don't know. Okay. That's, I never thought about that. Uh, so, yeah, we have this first thing of Old Man Marley where he's, he's shoved, salting the sidewalks. And what's funny is he's just trying to be nice. Even the cousin says he's yeah. just... 
maybe he's just trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a cracked voice. Nope. Which that cousin, <laughs> by the way, is like not related to this family at all the way the way he looks. <laughs> you know, he's not Uncle Frank's kid. Yeah. Uh another note I have here is the obviously we're talking about pizza, pizza, pizza finally shows up. The pizza boy. Now, I was always told this growing up that our neighbor across the street, the guy that plays the pizza guy was their cousin. So we were like, oh, you know a celebrity. Uh-huh. He like was their cousin. I've never confirmed if it was true or not because I yeah. was moved many years ago. Yeah. Little Nero's Pizza. Yeah. Uh, I did like the running gag of the statue being knocked over all the time throughout the movie. I was a big fan of that. Yeah. That was always like a good a good chuckle. Like, here it comes again. Okay. So they <clears throat> they ordered 10 pizzas for 15 people. I, I found someone online did the math of this. Yeah. 10 pizzas for 11 kids and four adults. That is five and one third slices per person. Plenty of pizza. <laughs> How did Kevin not end up with any cheese? And also, what was he doing putzing around? Well, the pizza's here. Oh yeah. Well, was he? All oh, right. Well, he was in Buzz's room, but everyone was back down there when they right because Buzz was eating. Came out later. Buzz was eating, and I loved my first uh, one of my first gags of Uncle Frank being cheap, where he's like, "Ah, oh, it's my brother's house. I'll pay for the pizza." <laughs> the, the traveler's checks. Tra- I can't. Uh, I can't. I don't traveler's checks. Yeah, it was a great. Yeah. Uh, Joel Pesci finally talks to Kevin's dad about what's going on. Kevin's dad mentions they're going to Paris. Yeah. And then uh, Joe Pesci winks at Kevin, and he's got a Sparkle. gold tooth. So then this is foreshadowing later. Is this just yeah. good like film mm-hmm. stuff? You know. Yeah. And then there's, of course, the chaotic scene where Kevin and Buzz get into a fight because Buzz ate their pizza. And this also sets up the airline tickets and Kevin's ticket being thrown away because soda gets spilled on it, right? Right. And it gets thrown away. So Dad ev- throws it away. Yeah, and I, I, people have tried to break this down, but they cover a lot of stuff why Kevin was forgotten or left behind. Right. You know? What do you think of the big brawl? I was always thinking, like, Buzz is a jerk. Like, how's Kevin getting blamed for this? He's And also, he's yeah. the youngest. I don't know about you. In my family, the youngest got away with everything. Yeah. You know what? I was... Okay, well, a couple things. With the pizza scene, I think funniest moment for my sister and I was when the chair gets pushed in on Fuller. Uh-huh. And, then, and we're like, that's a rubber chair. Because the way it smushes <laughs> against his nose. But, Which um, you reminded over and over, right. over again. Like, that's a rubber, a rubber chair. Um um, but yeah, this is another thing. Is this Kevin imagining it? Because I think everyone really does hate Kevin, <laughs> like truly, because all their reactions are like, "Look when what Buzz you calls, did, you a jerk." If Uncle another Frank. another adult called my son a jerk, I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> take it. Let's take it easy. Like you don't need to do that." But everyone is just like, "Yeah, <laughs> Frank's right. <laughs> Frank's right for an innocent." Uh, Seven-year-old Kevin or whatever, however he was. And Buzz, I did look up because I want to know how Buzz, how old Buzz was. Buzz was would have been like 13 mm-hmm. in this movie. Okay. So old enough to know better. Yeah, but <laughs> all, like, but also young enough to still pick on his little brother. Right. Yeah, but old enough like he should get in trouble for doing that. Like if a seven-year-old and a 13-year-old are. Well, let's break this down. Because really all Buzz do, told him was like, yeah, all the cheese is gone. He didn't indicate he ate all the cheese. There's no way Buzz ate a whole pizza. Yeah, well, he may have if he was really trying to get at Kevin, but maybe he didn't. I think yeah. he was just trying to. 
Uh, you mentioned Fuller. Fuller's got one of my favorite lines, which I still use all the day. I Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. I have a poster yep. upstairs that says it. I'll show it to you before we leave. And the eyebrow yeah. wiggle. When you when you have to sleep, sleep with me. <laughs> yeah. And then easy, pal. The rubber sheets are packed. Right. <laughs> <It's a> Uncle <laughs> Frank line that I use a lot too. My dog, she eats or she drinks like super fast. So yeah. I was like, Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. Right. It's a great, uh, great yeah. gag and liner. That's one of the things. I, I mean, like you're talking about watching it. Non Christmas time, I we, I use that these quotes all the time during the year. Anytime someone is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Hey, <laughs> easy, easy, the rubber or the rubber sheets are packed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so so eventually Kevin gets sent to his room, the app to the attic by himself. Yeah, because of this, um, these are the good zingers too. The, like, well, I don't know if I should call them zingers. He's uh, just being straight up like a these jerk. These are the ones like my sister and I would look at each other mm-hmm. and be like. <gasps> He said that to his mom. What did he say? What did he say specifically? I think the first thing she says is, I want you to, we're going upstairs. And he goes, we are upstairs, dummy. Yeah. Calling your mom a dummy. Mm -hmm. That's, whoa. Right. At least for, (laughs) that's major. What if your kid, how old's your oldest kid now? Three? Three. What if he called your your wife a dummy? Oh, that would, I mean. What would you do? Right. Instant time time out. out. Yeah. You do not talk to your mother like that uh-huh. but so kevin says that was that was one of the main things and that's like the, the first like sequence of um mm-hmm. well there's good night kevin say good night kevin mm-hmm. good night you're giving it straight back and right then there's i am upstairs dummy and then she says i don't want to see you for the rest of the night and he goes i don't want to see you for the rest of my life <laughs> I mean, but every kid said something like that to their parents at some point. Like, I never want to see you again. Yeah, but I don't think my parents would have reacted like Kevin's mom. Like, say it did, again. Just maybe it'll happen. Right. I think I. She was. I think calm and cool. I think she was exhausted too. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I'm almost home. You're almost in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let this go. Cool. Um, very cool attic, by the way. He ends up in. Yeah. That, it's got like a it's finished basically it's got chicago flag up there it's got a bed right very cool yeah not many addicts are like that and the, but it was it had the right couch that you would have in your basement or attic right it was it felt very authentic yeah for sure uh then we, of course there's a big windstorm overnight knocks the power down which causes everyone to sleep in right believable they wake up <gasps> We slept in and then they're waking everybody up of course it's chaos this is the part, like, I mean, I guess you would assume, everyone's probably assuming someone else has Kevin. Because Kevin's, what, the second youngest kid here besides Fuller, okay. you got to imagine. Right. So you would think to check for him, but he's not so little where you would have to, like, specifically search out, like, he's three or four. Right. As a seven-year-old, he can get himself dressed, he can get in the car. Right. And they answer that by the, his annoying neighbor, the knowing McAllister's, yeah, McAllister's neighbor <laughs> is coming, talking to everybody, talking to the, the drivers of, who came to pick them up to go to the airport. And the drivers of the vans also knocked over the statue. Funny, right. Funny gag. And he's like, these vans get good gas mileage. They have four-wheel drive. He's like, I don't know, kid. Don't bother me. Yes. You know, and this is the first line. I didn't realize watching this now how many good Chicago accents there are. Yeah. They um, nailed him. Because Mitch always, he's talking to the guy and he... um Gosh, what is it? He says, look, I told you before, kid, don't bother me now. Beat it. <laughs> that is a classic Chicago guy. 
yeah. bring, bring him to O'Hara. My dad calls it O'Hara. O'Hara. O'Hara Airport. Catherine O'Hara. So they're all freaking out, trying to get there. As they're doing the head count, he, um, Kevin's mom has the oldest cousin or sibling do the head count, and this annoying Which is kid, not Jennifer Connelly. It's, was that the rumor you thought? No, I always thought it was that person, but it's she just kind of looks like Jennifer. Okay, Connelly. that's fair. Yeah. Um, she does the head count, and he also is wearing a similar hat, this annoying kid, to Kevin. Right. So she counts his head, get everyone in the van, and they go. And I also like Uncle Frank, this flight's leaving in 45 minutes. There's no way we're going to make it. Yeah. Are they? Let, let me Google map this really quick. How how far it is from Winnetka to O'Hare Airport? Mm. Uh, what would you guess it is? I, not having any skills in um, maps or directions, I would say at least. So it's thirty least, minutes away. Okay. I was so saying. there's no way they're making it to O'Hare. Although they, to be fair, they don't specify this. Ten, this is in Winnetka. Yeah. They just say it's a suburb of Chicago. So. Let's say they're in, maybe they're in Rosemont or near yeah. Rosemont. Okay, well we'll give it to them. Sorry, I'm gonna give them a pass. This was the this was '90s uh, flight travel. Right. So you not security wasn't crazy. You could just go through <laughs> just it. Come on in. <laughs> uh, they figure out the boarding passes to get everyone on the plane, and another funny Frank line. Uh, champagne. It's free, isn't it? It's free, isn't it? <laughs> fill, it, fill, it, fill, it fill, fill it up. Fill, fill it up, please. <laughs> For a place after he steals the crystal. Right, yeah, that's what fr- Uncle Frank, again, stealing the crystal. Off the plane. Put, put it in your purse. Put, put it in your purse. <laughs> My mom used to love that line. Like, put, put it in your purse. <laughs> fill it, fill it, please. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> okay, so then we, we're there in the air. Everyone's gone. We kick back, and Kevin comes down. I thought they nailed the seven-year-old kid bedhead. Oh, yeah. Wakes up in his pajamas and robe. Yep. And he's running around. You know, Uncle Frank, Aunt Georgette, hello. Uh, last year, I showed my three-year-old this movie the first time. Yeah. And she came down. We were downstairs. Uh, we were all up. So I found her later pretending. She goes, hello, anybody home? So she, like, <laughs> related to Kevin missing it. Right. And he's walking around. And one of my favorite things is he goes outside. The cars are in the garage. He go to the airport. And his, um, it's a podcast. You can't see his mouth. says, oh, like, he has a yeah. gasp. And uh, he's running around, and he just kind of sits down at the kitchen table and says, I made my family disappear. As yeah. Then they have like a montage of everyone calling him a jerk. Right. And then he's happy, and right. then he celebrates. Yeah. I know the first I made my family disappear is, uh-oh. And uh-oh disappear quickly into, this is a good disappearance. Right, exactly. So he goes <laughs> nuts. He does what any kid would do. Jumps on his parents' bed, has popcorn, right. junk food. I love yeah. how he got himself dressed in a nice Christmas sweater and jeans, though, too. Right. Yeah, and I think that's, again, 90s fashion. There wasn't – it's not – it wasn't available what we have today. That's why Kev, Mitch Murphy, everyone had, like, the same hats, same basic coats, mm-hmm. unless maybe you had a starter jacket or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, again, this is why I think watching this as a kid, like, aspirational, what would I do if I had the house to myself? Uh-huh. I would go crazy and – Junk food. Yep. Everything right. you can't do. And I think he hits the, the kid trifecta of food for Home Alone, mm-hmm. pizza, ice yeah. cream, macaroni, and cheese. Yeah, he, it, it this, does. It's taken care of in this movie. It, <laughs> the food trifecta. He had Coke too, right? Just pop. Oh, All yeah. the pop. Just two liters open. Uh, and people have said that, oh, this movie took place now. He would just have a cell phone. Like a seven-year-old's not going to have a cell phone. Right. Um, so even if she's calling someone and everybody's gone in the neighborhood, everyone's out of town, 
Yeah. And so she can't get back. So what, let's get to that in a second. So they're on, they kick back to the airplane. Kevin's mom has the mother instinct. And then of course the classic line, cause her, the, the husband's trying to like shoot. It's fine. It's nothing. And she's like, turn the oven off. He's like, yeah. And she closed the garage. He's nope. That's it. And she goes, no, that's not it. And of course she sits up the Kevin, yeah. the classic line. And I remember talking with my mom about this movie. I'm like, how did she know she was a mother? Just knows <laughs> <laughs> that she forgot her son. Yeah. And that's what I, I, I have always felt like that definitely could have happened. Yeah. I think they did a good job of uh, making that believable of mm-hmm. forgetting Kevin. Yeah. And what, and then what is the point? I forgot. I don't remember the note there that made Kevin hide under the bed. Was it, oh, oh it was the, the bandits yeah. that came over for the first time because they knew the McAllisters are going to be gone. Right. And uh, we skipped, we kind of skipped over a part in the movie when the, when the wet bandits, Harry and Marv, Joe Pesci and um, Daniel Stern are looking at all the houses. Number 672. <laughs> now. Number 673. Now, what was he called? The McAllister House? You remember? The Silver Tuna. There it is, Marv. Yeah. Looking at some fine jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what is... They come They come to the house? Yes. Yeah, so, makes them, is he, what do they do? They, they're Tuna. coming to rob it. So Harry and Marv just show up because they know the McAllisters are gone during the day. And then they're going to break it in. And uh, yeah, he turns on all the lights. Yes, so. yes, because Marv uh, pushes his foot through the doggy door. Wait, they don't have a dog, so why do they have a doggy? Uh, I was door? thinking about that too. And he loses his shoe, which is a funny little gag. Yeah. So Kevin's hiding, you know, because he's freaking out. And yeah. that's and at, at during this point, uh, they call back to Chicago. They land in Paris. Kevin's family. They call the police, and the police show up. Ding dong. No one's answering. <laughs> he goes. House looks secure. Tell them to count the kids again. <laughs> right. Again, another great Chicago accent. And you know what? This brings up that phone call. Chicago. To the police. To the police. Um, Kevin's mom calls the police from the Paris airport. He, she kicks that French lady off yeah. the payphone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but the favorite moment of my sister and I is the donut that falls on the phone when Officer Balzac <laughs> is talking to Kevin's mom and it just sits there for a while. He doesn't take it off, brush it off. It just eventually falls off. That was yeah. just one of our, when we were kids. He's like, hi. He was, well, he's like, what's his first name? He's like, hyperline one. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Rose? hi, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. So I'm going to check, check over your son. Right. <laughs> Rose, hyperline two. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, yeah. I don't know what, um, if they went through all the trouble of checking, the guy just... Mm-hmm. Just knocks. And when was it when his dad was on the phone? Was it at the airport or at the house? He's like, la, Sam, bon, ma'am, la. I'm looking for my son. You know where he is? He's trying to speak French. Right, when they're in the hotel with uh, yeah. Frank and his shrimp. They're not at the hotel. They're at his brother's house. Oh, right, the brother's house. Which, by the way, has a – what was that? <laughs> An M&M just came from your pocket. Oh, it's fired, a mint. Fired at me? You want yeah. it back? I'll take it. He's throwing mints at me. And then another Uncle Frank line when they're – they're trying to comfort Kevin's mom on the plane before they land, you know, because she realized what happened. She alerts the you, you kind of piece together and you know what happened. She alerts the flight attendants and she's like, What kind of mother am I? Mm-hmm. Uncle Frank makes you feel any better. I forgot my reading glasses. Right. <laughs> we just stares at him like, You jackass. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, the, that's the only um, sympathy he's capable of showing. <laughs> it's just the, forgot the reading glasses. Yeah. Oh, man. So, and we also before yeah. before the wet bandits come, Kevin also watches Angels with Filthy Souls. Yes, which probably 
a good chunk of the best lines from Home Alone. Merry Christmas, uh, you filthy animal, and right. a happy new year. Yeah. Or, or no, keep, keep the change, you filthy animal. My keep, bad. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Um, keep the money on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Yep. You know. Um, Too bad. Snakes ain't in charge no more. And I watched I watched the oh, No, he's Snakes. His name is Snakes, yeah. AC. AC. AC said ten percent. Um I watched the original movie that that's based on called Angels with Dirty Faces. Really? Yeah. And there's a lot of funny lines in there too, and I can see where they got it because they had lines in there like like the main mobster guys like Scram or I'll sweep the streets with you. <laughs> Stuff like that. And um so That's awesome. The, I didn't know that was like a thing you could watch. That's awesome. Yeah. It was um with uh I'm blanking on their names. It's a good film. Like, What's it called again? If people want to look it up, the Angels with Dirty Faces. Dirty the, Faces. The okay. Home Alone one is called Angels with Filthy Souls, and the sequels Angels Leaving Filthier Souls. That's right. Which sounds like a porn. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kevin watches it. He goes, "What does he say? I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. Better come out and stop me." <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You better come down and pound. Oh no, that's. That's when he's in Buzz's room. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll get to that. We're kind of jumping over the place. This is not a linear review, which is right. fine because yeah. that's how you think about when you talk about movies with people. And uh, yeah, so let's let's get to it. He gets into Buzz's room. This explains how Kevin can survive for a few days with no money because <laughs> he goes he into bu- stash. He goes into Buzz's room, climbs the shelf, knocks down all of the shelves to try to get his money, yeah. and the tarantula escapes, which comes to later. He goes Buzz's life savings, which is like. and then buzz your girlfriend wolf which is not an actual woman we found out because chris columbus thought that would be too mean so it's an actual boy he steals his bb gun uh and he's looking at playboys yeah but he's grossed out by the playboys which is a good seven-year-old reaction yeah gross girls yeah (sighs) and then we go to Pretty much the scene. And, and meanwhile, Kevin's family and her, his mom's trying to, anything she can to get home. Yeah. Uh, she's begging people to switch flights with her. Everything's booked. Nothing's booked. No one get, no one's no one's willing to bump. Uh, Kevin's mom eventually talks to an old couple who she's trying to negotiate with some woman. She's like, uh, Herb, this lady's <laughs> offering us two first-class tickets if we leave on Friday. And plus uh, jewelry, $500, and uh, earrings. Love the earrings, don't you? <laughs> And her husband, Herb, she's got a whole shoebox full of dangly ones. Because <laughs> they're, 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 they're going dangly to... Dangly ones. Where does she go? She's up in Dallas, right? I, she flies to Dallas. That's what their flight is to. Paris to Dallas. Yeah. I think that's... <laughs> oh, I forgot about the dangly one. I'm going to start using that a whole, She's got yeah. a whole shoebox full of them dangly ones. <laughs> and then eventually she says, I'm desperate from a mother to a mother. And <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, he's like old man from Pawn Stars. All right. <laughs> so she gets home. She's doing everything she can. Um, and because she agrees to stay on standby because the poor American Airlines woman from Paris, maybe we get you on standby. This is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm just loving Like big yeah. smile on both of her faces thinking about this movie. Yeah. See, and this is a thing that doesn't change with technology. People are still screaming at flight. At, uh, right. You know, the flight attendants. And begging for... <laughs> A flight home. Please. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back. The, uh, the McAllister family goes to his um, his brother's house in Paris while she waits at the airport. And uh, the flight was Friday, I think, that they ended up getting home. And we'll get to what happens to Kevin's mom in a second because one of my favorite characters in the movie, John Candy, comes up later. Yeah. Uh, so back at the old McAllister residence, Kevin does a few more fun things. Uh, 
some of the more iconic scenes of this movie, I wasn't a huge fan of, like the sled through the door. Mm. To me, always seemed way too unrealistic that it would ever work. Yeah. Did you ever want? Was ever fantasy of you to do like sled out the door? I do down the stairs. I don't think I was quite as adventurous as Kevin. I would have been like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Doing <laughs> but yeah, that one. Yeah, that was like a big part of the movie. But I was like, eh, I wouldn't have done that part. Yeah. But, uh, and, and then uh, Kevin's at the Kevin goes to the store to pick up a toothbrush. What does he ask the the guy? Is this approved by the American Dental Association? Yeah. You know what? This is and this is another top like five funny moments for my sister and I is when the lady he asked that lady yeah and she goes I I don't know and he goes well can you check <laughs> like uh I'm I, not gonna leave until you and I like and I like when she goes to the manager she goes herb I got a question here about a toothbrush. And she goes, is this American approved by the dental association? He goes, I, I don't know. It's like, why are you asking me? <laughs> and then, of course, he slams his hand down. Old oh. man Marley comes in. Kevin yes. backs out. He's like, son, you have to pay for that. Son. <laughs> <laughs> so he's bolted. There's this cop writing a ticket. The clerk boy. Johnny. Sh- shoplifter. <laughs> for probably 90 cents. <laughs> yeah. So this cop was willing to let this person go. Runs after him. Kevin runs away. He's super depressed walking home, saying he's a criminal. Uh, and Harry and Marv, after robbing another house, mm, that's right. almost hit them with him with the van. And they tell him, hey, be careful. Um, Harry swinks and smiles at Kevin, tell him to be careful. Hey, Merry Christmas. And then what is Harry's favorite line? Santa, don't visit the funeral homes, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin's like, yeah, that's fair. I know. Right. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, that's also the point when Kevin realizes oh, this guy with this gold tooth, mm-hmm. I saw him before. So then Harry realizes, oh my God, he must recognize me. He looked at me weird. And then Kevin runs. So they chase after him. And then Kevin pretends that he hides in the <laughs> nativity scene. Yeah. I know. That's pretty good. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Ninja move. Yeah, and then they, I remember they were like, maybe he went in the church, Harry and Marvin. They're like, I'm not going in there. Because yeah. they're evil. They don't go to church. Yeah. And then, of course... Another famous scene in the movie where Kevin's like, they'll be back. I'll be ready. He <laughs> takes this house over with puppetry and, and trains and music and everything like that. Because they come back yeah. that night, Harry and Marv do it, and the house is rocking. Yeah. And this was this, did he go grocery shopping before or after this? I believe after. After, okay. Yeah, after. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah because he, he went the day of the booby trap night. Because remember, he bought the mac and cheese, was going to uh, make it. Yep. Which, of course, we'll get to the mac and cheese and how <laughs> controversial it is. Uh, so Harry and Marv pull up and they're confused and then we go inside and Kevin's dancing with one of the mannequins and my sister and I, I don't know if this was true, my sister and I put together the dots that Kevin's mom must have been a fashion designer, mm. which is why she had all these mannequins. Right. Like we, that's there's, what we pieced together. There's one in her bedroom yeah. that has like has her nightgown on it and then there's one in the basement, mm-hmm. at least one in the basement, Yeah, that has like, yeah, something like... Why would you have two mannequins? Yeah, so something. They never say what Kevin's dad did. I assume just a banker. Yeah. Maybe a finance finance, yeah, yeah. finance guy. Lost all his money (laughs) when the when during the recession in the mid two thousands. Had to sell the house, move to Joliet (laughs) instead of Winnetka. Hey, I'm from Joliet. No, I'm not from Joliet. You're not. No. I'm from Cicero. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne's World quote, Wayne's World Two. Uh so yeah, so then Harry Marver confused, they get out of there. 
and eventually they figure out because they go back to spy on him. And this is when Kevin comes up with the idea that uh, where he's going to play Angel of the Filthy Souls and mm-hmm. use Buzz's fireworks to pretend they're gunshots. That's right. And Harry or Marv goes up there and he's like, oh, he's hearing this whole thing happen, thinking that there's like a hit going down inside this house, which in their head would kind of make sense. There's this magical house. Yeah. You know, like what would happen? Like how, how did this kid, why is he alone? And then eventually they're spying on Kevin Marv or Harry is, and he sees Kevin decorating the tree. Kevin sees Harry mm. in the ornament. <laughs> How creepy would that be if even now, if I'm decorating a tree now, right. and you see just some Joe Pesci looking guy <laughs> looking at you, and he goes, Dad, can you help me? Yeah. That's when Harry realizes he's home alone, and they're going to come back and rob the house. Yeah. And that, that reminded me of like when we were my sister and I growing up, if someone called the house or came to the house when mm-hmm. my parents weren't home yeah, and we would go, we'd answer the phone like, is your, is, you know, Dan Siders there? And he'd be like, um, he's, he's in the shower right now. He can't talk. <laughs> like, totally like, like you, you're, you're home alone, aren't you? Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we would do that. I've got booby traps. I've got booby traps. I've got booby traps. Oh, man. And then Kevin goes grocery shopping. Um, he's got one of the great lines for, for the kids. For the kids. When he buys all the army men. I say that all the time when I go grocery shopping, and most of like the teenager kids don't get it. Really? Like, from from Home Alone. They're like, what? <laughs> man, that's but, sad. Like whenever I'm buying, like if I have like, toys or like candy, mm-hmm. like, that's the only thing I'm buying. I'm like, for the kids. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, as Kevin is... Uh, grocery shopping and everything we at some point we're again not in order of this movie review or movie look back kevin's mom is somewhere in the u.s and she's in scranton and she's screaming at the guy to try to get somewhere and gus malinsky the poker king of the midwest comes up played by john candy (laughs) to help her and he goes you're trying to get to help your kid or something he goes, uh, Gus Blinsky, Polk King of the Midwest. And she's like looking at him so confused. He's like, you know, we had a few hits. Polka, 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 polka. <laughs> and she's like, these, bougie polka. <laughs> she's like, these are songs. Yeah, we sold uh, how many? 652 copies yeah, of that. Under 1,000. Yeah. Big in Sheboygan. Big in Sheboygan. Yeah. And uh, his uh, guys buy an event, renting a big van, which is not a van. It's a rider <laughs> rental truck <laughs> that they're in. And she offers her a ride to Chicago because they're going right to Milwaukee. Yeah. And she's so grateful for it. And, you know, I'll just get to it now. This point in the movie is, I think, the funniest in the entire movie mm-hmm. when Gus is trying to calm Kevin's mom down, saying it's uh-huh. not a big deal. You know, it's... And she goes, have you ever left a kid home alone? Because he's telling how bad out they are as parents. Yeah. He goes, no. But I did leave one at the funeral home once. And he tells the story. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, all day. Left him all day with the corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Which is not my favorite line. My favorite line is, you know, six, seven weeks, he came around and started talking again. (laughs) Kids are resilient. Like, (laughs) six, seven weeks, started talking again. So that's my favorite line. We quote that all the time, me and my buddies. That's my favorite one-off line in the entire movie. Yeah, I love the corpse. Yeah, <laughs> all, all day with the corpse. <laughs> I don't know about you, but in my head, when I pick, when I, I like piece together like an image of this poor kid, and they're like, oh, God, he's there with the corpse. 
Oh man. And what was else? What else happened? What else is the order with Kevin where he goes to see Santa who's just a guy and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then um, he's driving that. Um, well, he meets the elf. Yeah. Who tells him what he's in. The- and then um, he, he does not, he has his beard around his neck mm-hmm. and then um, he <laughs> get a good Chicago accent. Yeah. I think that guy was from second city. Probably. Um, but um, anyways, yeah, he gives him uh, well, first well, Kevin asks him for, he goes, I just I want my family back. Yeah. Mom, dad, Buzz, and my cousin. And if he has time, my Uncle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so Santa is like, yeah, you know, you need uh, everybody gives me sing, like, or stumble my words here. Everyone that meets Santa should see should have something because he didn't have any candy canes. He gives him a couple Tic Tacs. <laughs> Hold on, your little paw there. <laughs> Don't spoil your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mac and cheese. Uh, and also then he goes into the church. And why was Kevin in the church? Did they? Did I miss that? Um, like, why did he go to the church? He was walking home. It was on his on his way home. Right, but was he? He's just a good just, Christian boy. He. It's Christmas. Feeling, you got to go church. Feeling maybe saying a prayer. Scared, yeah. depressed. Saying a prayer for the battle plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is where he first. Obed Marley sits down next to him, and initially he's intimidated. We have an up camera angle at him, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then we get <laughs> Kevin's view, and then he talks, and they're. They, he melts old man Marley. Yeah. They help each other. But oh, what is it? A lot of rumors about me. None of them are true. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows that people think you murdered his family. <laughs> Wouldn't you up your appearance a little bit better? Right. I know I know you guys think I've murdered for soup, but I'm not doing anything to make that better. <laughs> But I'm glad you came and talked to me. Yeah, and he's salting the side. He just tried, maybe he figured by salting, people would think he's nice. Yeah. And he, old man Marley's there to see his granddaughter sing. Right. Because his son won't let him see her because they got into a big fight many years ago. I told him I'd prefer. What did he say? I uh, We didn't smoke anymore. <laughs> we did the same. not to see him again. He agreed. <laughs> <laughs> this poor family. This poor guy. Yeah. No family. Buzz mm. has spread rumors about him. <laughs> Number two. Turning people into mummies. 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 <laughs> they turn the bodies to mummies. You know, that's funny too, because at first you could see like, oh yeah, he's definitely, that guy's killing people. And then Buzz said he's turning them into mummies. Uh-huh. Like, oh, maybe not that. That doesn't seem legit. Yeah, so, <clears throat> and then eventually they have a heart to heart. They have a handshake. He's still got the bloody paw, the bloody hand. <laughs> Old man Marley does. I think he's... He has a smaller Band-Aid on yeah, at this he, uh, point. Maybe that's why he was at the pharmacy. All makes sense now. He's at the right. pharmacy to get first aid because he cut his hand shoveling salt. Yeah. We're making fun of him. <laughs> he just needed help. But that he could, yeah. He was he was bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> he was bleeding out. Uh, and then Kevin makes his battle plan for this home he has to defend. He bought himself a mac and cheese dinner. Right. He's ready With to a eat. coupon. Yes. He's ready to eat it. Take a bite, and then he doesn't take a single bite. Yes. It looked so delicious that mac right. and cheese. That's and there's like hyper specific Facebook groups of why didn't Kevin eat that bite of mac and cheese? Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably because it was a prop, <laughs> right? And but it's 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 rattled people throughout the years. Why couldn't he have taken a bite of that mac and cheese? It's nine o'clock. He's got to get ready. <laughs> and now we get to the slapstick portion of this film, which. 
up until this point, it's just kind of like a heartfelt kid movie, mm-hmm. and now it's a straight slapstick movie. Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah. From this, the first see the first thing he does is he shoots uh, Harry in the head, <laughs> or no Marv in the head yeah. with a BB gun, and then he shoots uh, Harry in the balls <laughs> with a BB gun. And he's got the no no he oh, no, never mind I'm getting something mixed up there with the tape he already did that yeah and then the uh, hello he, yeah hello <laughs> that was something we watched over and over again yeah where we loved it and then they spread out Harry goes to the front door slips on the ice on the stairs and then when he finally gets to the top what what was the object Kevin put on the door to make it so hot um like, I don't know what that. I don't know what the actual tool is, but it was just like a, a yeah, m- like an iron type, a rod iron thing. Yeah, that, it must have been some sort of welding. Uh, yeah, thing, but it's just maybe his dad's a welder. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hand on it. It in in it burns a, a McAllister M, which was on the door handle, into yeah. poor uh, Harry's hand. All they want to do is rob the house. They should have just left him. Yeah. Because before they get in there, we know that you're in there and you're <laughs> all alone. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marv slips down the stairs into the basement, mm. which is such a Chicago thing. Two old Chicago houses had those walkout basements. Yeah. But they're actually underground, but there's a door there to get out with stairs yeah. up. Uh, and then he goes into the basement. Oh, he, go ahead. In in the stairs thing, when he slips the first time, mm-hmm. my sister and I, we always thought that crowbar hangs on the door for yeah. a while. And we're like, where's this? There's a string on there. Why is there a string? But then, like, watching it in higher definition now, it's just part of the trim it's hanging on uh-huh. and falls on. I think it was, I'm sure it was on purpose for like comedic effect to like maybe, hang. or maybe, we maybe, like, maybe it was just a, a, a maybe it was a take the stuntman did and they used. Yeah, those guys just beat the those stuntmen beat the hell out of themselves. Yeah, you know. And uh, when Marv gets in, he's in the basement. He can't see. He pulls a light, and an iron comes from the laundry chute to hit him right square in the face. Was the iron on? I don't think it was on. I think it was because he has a burn mark yeah. perfectly centered on his forehead. Um, Didn't get quite burned quite as bad as old Harry did. When Harry opens the door in a blowtorch. <laughs> Again, why did they have that? Blow a blowtorch? I don't know. A whip. Again, I mean, it, it supports the theory that his dad was a welder. Right. Or maybe he was... In the maybe he was involved in some some schemes. Yeah, he's a successful welder. I'm sure there's other people who are watching this who are like, I have a blowtorch. <laughs> I've, blow, I've got those tools. Uh, but yeah, Forrest get her. Just stop petting her. She'll go away. Forrest comes in a lot. Just put your hands in your pocket. No, cross your arms. She'll give me that hand. Uh, yes, oh my she, gosh. Yeah, she wants attention. Poor. She's been on the podcast before. She's a veteran. Uh, yeah, because Harry went around to the back, and that's how he get it with the blowtorch. Marv, after getting hit with the iron, tries to go up the stairs, which oh are gosh. covered in this tar. Is the worst. You think this is the worst thing that happened this, to them? It still makes me sick watching okay. this part. Okay, so explain what happens. The well, the tar all over. So he's all, he's he's walking. He's up the barefoot because well, he, he's barefoot because the tar takes his shoes off, right? Right, and then whatever one or two steps up mm-hmm. is a nail <laughs> sticking straight up, and his. The, what is that? The ball of your foot? No, it was like the middle of his foot. Was it the middle of his foot? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about right it. Right in the middle. It still makes and it sick. goes through his foot. And he goes, ah, falls back down the stairs. And then, of course, him being no with no shoes on. But it makes that noise. The, the, yeah, the. 
Oh gosh. That's giving you, giving that's you the willies. The darkest part of that movie for me. <laughs> Not the part where <laughs> the blowtorch. No, where Harry says he's gonna bite Kevin's oh. fingers off. Oh yeah, that. No. One by one. <laughs> oh man. And then uh, we go to Marv, who decides he's gonna get into the window. And Kevin, this is to me what I think would hurt the most, where he steps on Christmas ornaments, old school mm. 80s glass Christmas ornaments. Yeah. And then he keeps walking and they keep like popping onto his foot. You know, he gets in. Eventually after uh, Harry gets in, after he's, after, we, we skipped over the part when he, his hair caught on fire, his head caught on fire. He jumped into the snow to put it out mm-hmm. and his it's steaming. And he goes in, tries to get into, I think, the dining room Harry does. He opens the door and uh, cellophane with glue all over it. Right. He walks, it triggers a fan to blow feathers at him, which is, this is just Kevin being a dick. It's not going to stop anybody. (laughs) Eventually, Harry and Marv meet up. Harry goes to Marv, why the hell did you take your shoes off? (laughs) Why are you just like a chicken? (laughs) And then they're trying to find Kevin, and Kevin says, I'm up here, you jackasses, or whatever. They run after him in the in the foyer. They slip on all the micro machines, and then one of the more famous gags as they get up the stairs is Kevin throws the paint cans. Now in this, I can't figure out where are the paint cans hanging from. Just the there's, top of like the ceiling, or is there like an overhang? There's, a, there's like the um, what do you call it? Oh, what are these rich people houses <laughs> yeah. terms? Um, like they a, go up the stairs, and there's like a little bit of a hallway. Yeah, like okay, looks down the landing a little bit almost. Yeah, yeah. landing. Um, I think he has them tied there. Yeah, because they're resting on the banister, mm-hmm. and then he flings them off. Yes, throws two at them. Then they get back upstairs, run after him. They both trip over a wire, and uh, as they trip over the wire, uh, Kevin tries to run towards the attic because the whole point is Kevin is trying to lead them through the house, through the attic for his final like big prank to take them out, then run away and call the police. He calls the police at this point in his parents' room. He's like, hello, my house is being robbed. My name's Murphy. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. Just Murphy. Just Murphy. And Mar is, yes, Marv reaches up and grabs Kevin by the ankle. Mm-hmm. And Kevin would have been in trouble here, but. Buzzes. Buzzes tarantula. Kevin grabs it, puts it on his face, and he has one of the best comedic screams yep. ever. Yep. And it flies off of him. Harry's all hurt from tripping and being beat to hell. There's a tarantula on him, and then Marv is like at his crowbar. Don't move. And he tries to hit him with the he tries to hit the tarantula, just nails him with it, which is awesome. Another thing we thought was hilarious is when Harry just beats the hell out of Marv with the crowbar. How do you like it? Huh? 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 Get up, get up the stairs, get up, get him. <laughs> and the one thing that Kevin does here is the thing I was wanted to do the most. Mm. Was the, the the tight the rope from the, the tr- handlebar? Yes, from the treehouse to the house. Yeah, I think every kid see this is another every kid wants a cool treehouse. Yeah, and he had one the zip line. Uh huh. Like half, it was basically a zip line. Yeah. Yeah, half a football field. You're like, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You have a treehouse. And uh, he outsmarts them because Kevin says, "I'm calling the cops," and then Marp's like, "Let's get him. He's gonna call the cops." I'm Harry from a treehouse, and <laughs> they go after him. <laughs> By trying to climb the rope, right? Yeah. And then Kevin has hedge clipper snaps it. Which again, I that's a real. <laughs> they were just planning on like hand over hand yeah. climbing what was probably at least forty yards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the attics. They're at the highest point of the house. They yeah. can't just like jump. 
yeah. down. They could just go back downstairs. No, because he points it out, and then Harry says that's exactly what he wants us to do, go through his little fun house. Oh, right. Oh, so, okay. Yep. Yeah, so he, right. he he was like, no, he's not going to outsmart us. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, it was great. And they then had to do that. He did. Uh, and then he snaps the, the cord or the rope. They smash it into the brick wall, and... Kevin runs across the street to the Murphy's house into their basement, which is flooded completely because yeah. the wet bandits were there earlier, turned on the sink and clogged it so it would flood. And this is where Harry and Marv outsmart him. We outsmarted <laughs> you this time, pal. Hey, pal. They put him up on the uh, hook and they say all the terrible things they're going to do to him. What are yeah. they going to do to him? B- bite us? I'm gonna, wait, no. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Blow his with a blowtorch. Yeah, blowtorch. Um, Nail on his foot. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember exactly how they say Smash it. Smash his face with an iron. Smash his face with an iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing I'm going to do is bite these little fingers one by one. And he starts that, to bite them. Yeah. They really, yeah. See, this. I think you're right about them uh, actually being evil. Yeah. He was going to bite a kid's fingers off. You know, after, is, is he justified in that? <laughs> Maybe. You know, maybe. I would. Kevin's mom at the beginning of the movie would probably. She'd allow it. Yeah. She'd allow it. But then the baby face turn at the end. Old man Marley comes. Yeah, whacks boots. Both guys with the boots. Yeah. Yes. Both guys with the shovel. How ironic. The South yeah. Bend Shovel Slayer takes yeah. him out. And he goes, yeah. what does he say? Let's get you home. <laughs> Why do you have more questions? Where are your parents? Right. What are you doing here? No why are these robbers just get home? Why are we? Why do we bring you to the police officer? And you can explain to them what happened. Let's get. They need some witnesses. Yeah. That's a little bit movie magic. We'll allow it. <laughs> Another thing that's movie magic is how did Kevin clean that whole house up after it was destroyed by these guys? Oh yeah. Well, he doesn't clean Buzz's room. No, that's that well, guy. Last priority. Maybe he did, and it's still. But he just destroyed his shelves. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, he, he oh. Right after, so right after they get arrested, there's another, this is not like a big part of this movie at all, but it cracked me up and I think my sister up. He is like, after he cleans up, he nestles a little present under the tree. Yeah. Like he's making everything perfect. (laughs) He's seven. It's like, I got to make this present look perfect. He's adjusting the stockings, all that stuff. After he just had, he was almost murdered. Yeah. And he's cool with it. Maybe as you when you're a kid you don't really realize how much danger you're in. Yeah. And that old man Marley didn't mention anything that <laughs> that they tried to kill a kid too. But it's like, nah, he's home. He's fine. Yeah, let's get you home. Yeah. <laughs> That's just when he said, Get you home. And then like, the big baby face turn. Yeah. And then we have the scene, the Christmas morning scene, the snowstorm. And this is one thing I did thought was really cool about the movies that made us portion of it where right. They stopped everything they were doing because there was a snowstorm. Like, okay, we need the shot. We have to do the ending yeah. shot right now yeah. of the house. So that was very cool. Uh, what's his name? G- Gus Blinsky drops off Kevin's mom. She goes into the house, and Kevin's there. Yeah. And she's like, Kevin, like she's so excited to see him. Yeah. And at first, he makes her apologize. Instead yeah. of running, he's like, gives her like the side eye. Yeah. She's like, Kevin, I'm so sorry. He's like, okay, we're good now. <laughs> and how annoyed was her mom must have been? Five minutes later, a whole family shows up because they got yep. in the flight that she didn't want to wait for. Yep. In yeah. fairness, if it's a snowstorm, I don't think that flight was landing. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, we probably so, won that. So, but... so it's fair that she wanted to get home. Yeah. We're tying it all up. Yep. Neat little package. And a neat little package. And 
the they talk about oh we have to go to the store we have to find a store and Kevin's like I bought milk and a fabric softener <laughs> <laughs> eggs and fabric softener yeah uh, and I do think it's funny that how Kevin for how, as bad as he was when he's forced to be on his own he ends up being kind like he uses coupons he he's uses, responsible he bought fabric softener eggs yeah he, he got the essentials yeah he's got leftover mac and cheese from last night for yeah, dinner right for breakfast or whatever it is. <laughs> Oh man, very very good stuff. And then Kevin goes upstairs, looks out the window. Or no, he's just he's still downstairs. First off, why isn't his mom like on him like glue after being gone? Like, I gotta go unpack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're fine. He sees old man Marley with his granddaughter All and right. his son, so. hand fully healed. Sure, he yeah. went to the first aid. He got some liquid bandages. Yeah. Neil Sporin. The last line of the movie is Buzz. What does he say? Was he scream? Kevin. What did you do to my robe? And and then that's it. I mean, and then there's also um, Joe Pesci's tooth. Right. Dad finds. Right. And says, "Huh. Well, he, back to my life." <laughs> <laughs> finds a tooth, and he also kind of like with his tongue, like feels around his teeth. Like, is this mine? Am I missing yeah. a tooth? Did you ever notice that? Yeah. He knows. Yeah. Trying to figure mm-hmm. that out. So that wraps up the movie. Yeah. Any other overall thoughts or? When do you think your kids are going to see it? Do you think they'll enjoy it if you do show it? Are your kids movie watchers now? Like, our, my kids are not huge movie watchers now, or we have we have them on. Um, they're not approved for uh, Kevin McAllister quite yet. Okay, but I feel like more so just for that beginning part of Kevin, and I guess the extreme violence. Of yeah, blowing. Blow torching someone's head. <laughs> it should have given the face, right? Um, but um, I think you should show it to young Jackson. <laughs> I saw it to Penny when she was three. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he's okay for it. Straight from Daniel Tiger to Home Alone <laughs> might be a little extreme. We'll see. Um, does your wife like Home Alone? She does. She's a big yeah. fan. Okay, and I think yeah, like I said, I think this is probably one of the top ones we choose to watch, including like. Elf yeah. and vacation. Uh, right. And all those, yeah. What is your top do you have a top like five Christmas movies? I I think um I like obviously home well, we're talking home, about home alone. That's um, one. Elf, mm-hmm. Scrooged. Okay, with Bill Murray. Um I I do like Christmas Family Vacation, but it's not necessarily like I have to watch that. Yeah. Um I'm I'm trying to think what else. So I think I'll give you a second thing because I think mine are Home Alone one, Christmas Vacation two, and again with me I've seen the movie so many times I don't have to watch it. Yeah. But every Christmas, like me and my uncle make the same joke when he's cutting like whatever we're eating. Save the neck for me. Like oh. it's just like the same stupid joke or whatever yeah. the entire time. And and then uh, the, anytime, even though, like it doesn't have to be Christmas time when we're like I'm helping my uncle with something. Him and I are, like this is our inside joke. We'll talk about something. I'm like, that's a fine quality item. <laughs> He's talking about like the, bringing the, the couch out. Yeah. So that's going to be my number two. I think my number three is going to be Elf. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Jingle All the Way. Okay. I'm a big fan of Jingle All the Way. And number five, uh, that changes a lot. I think I really like Miracle on 34th Street, okay. the remake of it. I was a big fan of that one too. Okay. It's a very sweet movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a Christmas story. Yeah. Also a great one. Myself. Um, and that was a movie. I think we bought it on every variation until it, 
I don't remember when TNT started showing that nonstop, uh-huh. but we like I I wanted I asked for it for Christmas like on VHS. Yeah, I always liked that show, which is kind of like a Home Alone esque mm-hmm. movie. He's a kid by himself, except gets, for, like his brother getting into trouble. And, he has a BB gun, right? Beats the hell out of a bully. Yeah, yeah, very similar stories. I mean, Ralphie and Kevin McAllister, very yeah. similar storylines, but but Home Alone, I think. From the opening scene of the outside shot of the house to the end, it's just it's just a great movie to watch. You can mm-hmm. put it on whenever. I think it's my it's the best Christmas movie. It's weird that we joked around. It's, it does seem very like a heartfelt movie that <laughs> we talk about. That there is extreme violence in there. Yes, but it is. It's like it is very heartfelt and people kind of coming around and changing their. So the rumor is that Disney Plus is going to reboot it. And do a new remake reboot of it. Oh boy! How could that work? Now again, we already talked about um, the smartphone. Movie or... Yeah, a movie. Okay. No, a TV series. <laughs> we we talked about it. Um, how the smartphone thing doesn't really matter because he's a kid, so he's not necessarily right. going to have one. And everyone in, in town was gone. The police thing. <laughs> place looks secure. Tell them to count their kids again. Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be tough, but um, Home Alone. After Home Alone two, I was done. Yeah. When they have was, the new kid, there's like oh, five yeah, Home, Home Alone. Three was yeah, the new kid. There's yeah. like five Home Alones. Yeah, I think I stopped after two. Yeah, also. I think I saw three and was like, all right, I'm done. Stop with Mac. I was a fan of Home Alone too. We're, yeah. we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk. We're ra- yeah. wrapping up here. But did you like Home Alone too? I did. I I never. I was not a Home Alone uh, snob. I okay. appreciated them in all forms. Yes, just like a go- and, I also I like Ghostbusters too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no right. snobs. Yeah, I know. There's, I try to be, I, I, I really like certain stuff, but I don't go crazy. Of uh, Home Alone Two was the first movie I saw multiple times in the theater. I saw it three times. Home Alone. Home Alone Two. Oh, Home Alone Two. Oh, okay. I saw it once just regular, once with again with my sister, and then once at the Dollar Theater. Yeah, that was a good big Home time. Alone Two really upped the merch. They had oh the yeah. Talk Boy, the slime. Yep. Um. There was I, a hat. There yeah. was like a New York hat. I remember. Yeah. So really quick, this is a funny story. Uh, back in, I don't know if you remember this, back in the day before the internet, uh, one of the selling points of renting Fern Gully was <laughs> there was going to be a trailer for Home Alone 2 in it. Mm. And I never wanted to rent Fern Gully. When I did, it was checked out. Yeah. So I made up in my head what the story was. In fourth grade, we had to write a short story, so I wrote the plot to Home Alone 2, completely made up. <laughs> and the main point of the plot was Kevin met an orphan in New York and convinced the orphan to live with him in Chicago, and the mom adopted him. Oh. And like the, I, I was said there at one point, I said, he saw Harry and Marv, he ran, and that was it. Like, I don't know why I remember. I would, I, I would give anything to have that story I wrote back in fourth grade. <laughs> I got like an A on him. My teacher's like, very creative, good job. Right. You yeah. know? So, I I think in second grade, I just wrote, when we had to like write a story, I just basically wrote my memory of what happened in Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like, all right. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's all I love. Just leave me alone and let me write about that. Now. Oh, that's awesome. Any other notes you got? Or are we gonna, you're good I, to go. I um, Whatever you have is fine. I don't think so. I, I think we talked about our our favorite uh, our favorite moments. Uh, favorite moments or favorite lines. Yeah. No, we, we got them. I, also, the only other thing was Buzz. Yes. Buzz, I think, would still intimidate me today. Mm-hmm. As like thirteen year old Buzz then would yeah. still intimidate me today. Don't like, you know how to knock Flemwad? Yeah, he was just intense, and he seemed he seemed authentic. It was good casting. Yeah, uh, 
And he's like, his like kudos to Kevin. Pretty cool, he didn't burn the place down. Yeah, (laughs) that's just like his kudos to him. Right. Uh, And also another thing, a joke when, when they were in Paris. When his sister's like, he's so young and helpless. You're not even all worried about Kevin. He's like, no. A, I'm not that lucky. Oh, yeah. B, we have smoke detectors. And D, we live in the most boring street in the history of the United States of America, where nothing will ever happen. <laughs> you know, so yeah, this is big line. Buzz the jerk. Yeah, and the um, the French. You uh, what the French call les incompetents. No, when they're in France watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mother, no, no, no. Jimmy Stewart, uh, French is hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, we, we, we skip. We kind of mentioned Uncle Frank with the shrimp. Yeah. And then uh, the whoever the owner of the house is like, Frank, those are for later. Frank, no. <laughs> he gives shrimp to the kids. <laughs> put it in your purse. Put, put, put it in your purse. Yeah, put, put. So many great lines. Damn. I mentioned, I thought my favorite line was John Candy, but it might be Uncle Frank's put it in your purse. Yeah. I think uh, dangler ones. <laughs> <laughs> whole jewelry, a whole shoebox full of my dangler That's, ones. I'm going to replace uh, Keep the Change You Feel the with dangler ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was an awesome retrospective yeah. look back for this. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. You got any uh, thing you want to plug? Your your website, your business? Because Mike uh, is a graphic designer, has his own graphic design company, your Twitter account, or whatever. If anyone wants to get some logos done or something like that yeah i oh man i'm uh yeah just check check me out guys (laughs) where where do (laughs) we check you out you know i will say that the ppw logo that i did that's based off of the The, wwf logo i it's insane there was this i know i've talked about it with you a little bit but like the the style of it Mm -hmm. back then there was there was photoshop but it was extremely basic yeah so that's a really cool logo when you look at what the W's nested into each other to make the F. Yep. It was it was a really hard logo to recreate. Which so. you did because you were I didn't commission this by the way. You no, were bored. I, I know. I and that's probably I really like that logo. Yeah. It's so of that era. For sure. Like extremely metal, shiny, mm-hmm. metallic. Where can gold. we where can people go that they want to find you? On Twitter, your website, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, S S D R S Creative. Mm-hmm. That's my website and Twitter handle. SDRSCreative.com and SDRS on Twitter. Yeah. Follow him. I don't tweet much. No, he or... doesn't, but you can go to his website and... You can ask me questions about yes. fonts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he basically just... He, listen, it's just Microsoft Paint. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he does it, right? Yeah. But yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was yeah, a lot of fun. thanks for having me. Uh, we will be back with a real uh, wrestling-related show soon. Speaking before we wrap up, uh, do you have any? Did you ever watch wrestling growing up, or not really? It's never a thing for you. I I wasn't. Okay. I um, have you ever seen a pro wrestling match from start to finish? <laughs> I haven't. I don't know if I'm allowed to still be friends. With no. You. So uh, this is great because a show concept I had I want to do in the future is I want to take someone that's never seen wrestling, show them a couple mm. things, and have you on for your thoughts yeah. and reactions. So we will do that. Yeah. In 2020 for sure. Yeah. You will be my guinea pig. So I, I hope this community embraces me. They will. Okay. Everyone's really cool, except on Twitter. Sometimes people are jerk, but for the most part, you go to WrestleMania, everyone's super cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. But yeah, we'll be back with a regular show very soon, guys. Hopefully next week. Like I said, I've been sick. Eric's been sick. My kids have been sick. Schedules, and it's been too long for us to do a regular show, so we will definitely have one for you guys. This is a. This show was like a project I wanted to do, and since it's my podcast and I can, I did it, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, this trip down memory lane, and... I'd love to hear your thoughts on Home Alone or any other Christmas movies or holiday movies. Tweet me at PPW Podcast. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Mike, thanks for coming on. 
See you next week. Bye.